Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. It's great to be here. We're in our series, Jesus Is. Jesus Is. And it's so awesome just to come back to really discovering who Jesus is and taking time to look at the life of Jesus, his characteristics, personality, his divinity. And it's just awesome that we get to do that. In week one, we had Pastor Scott, which is so cool. He talked about Jesus is our constant redeemer, you know, which he paid the ultimate price for us, which is so cool. And And then we had Jesus is our empowerment source, that we have an ability to unlock a supernatural supply. And that with that, with Jesus, the more we know him, the more we want to be led by him. And last week, Pastor Paul spoke in an amazing message on how Jesus is our good shepherd. Out of Psalm 23, he spoke, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And he said that with so many challenges facing society today, that Jesus is an answer to mental health, that Jesus is the redirector of suicidal thoughts, that Jesus is the source of unabating human value, that Jesus is the foundation of life-freeing truth, and that the good shepherd, he releases provision, the good shepherd realigns perspective, and the good shepherd reinstates peace. Phenomenal message. If you haven't heard it, you should jump online and get into that because Pastor Paul preaches so much better than me. <laughs> he's older, he's got a lot more wisdom, but it was, it was a fantastic message on the Good Shepherd last week. And today I get to talk about how Jesus is our liberating truth. Jesus is our liberating truth. He is the foundation of life freeing truth. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to get right into this message today. So God, we just thank you for your presence here, that you would choose to turn up today to be in this room, that we would have a God encounter with you, a moment with you. And even when we took away one thing that would shape us from the inside out, that would change the way that we see you, change the way that we do life, God, I pray that that one thing would happen today. That one word, that one insight, that one vision, that one moment of freedom, whatever it may be, that by the time we walk out of here today, God, that we would be different. Maybe we feel a little bit lighter, that chains are broken off our lives, or the weight of sin is lifted off, or guilt may be gone, whatever it may be. And God, we thank you that you are here. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, the reality is Jesus didn't just proclaim truth. He is truth itself. And his truth is our pathway to freedom. You see, with so many falsehoods around us, it can be hard to discover the actual truth these days. I mean, you only have to look at the things of global politics, social media, media outlets, to see that humanity is surrounded by a sea of untruths and fake news. And it's no wonder that trying to discover what is true and just has become a real challenge. Anyone else believe that? Like, there's just so much stuff in front of us. We have access to read so many things. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but I'm like, what's the truth in all of this? You know, there's so many opinions and thoughts and one-sided arguments that it can be really hard to discover the truth. And in John 14, 1 to 6, in the Passion Translation, Jesus speaking to disciples says this, Don't worry or surrender to your fear. For you've believed in God, now trust and believe in me also. My Father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you to rest. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself, so that you will be where I am. And you already know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Master, we don't know where you're going. So how could we know the way there? And Jesus explains, 
I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. You see, people are searching for truth. People are searching for direction, where to go in life, who to follow. People are searching for purpose, a way to live, the right way to live. People are searching. You're searching. I've been searching. This is something about us that we search and we look for that. We look for what is true. We look for what is just. We want that in our lives. But if we get caught up in the wrong things, if we drift from God's word, his truth, it can be so easy to find ourselves living in fear and uncertainty with a sense of worry about what our today or tomorrow will look like. Romans 12, 2, it says, Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. You see, we can easily get caught up in the things of this world. When right in front of us, we have His Word, His liberating Word, His life-freeing Word, His living truth, a truth that can transform us from the inside out. You see, when we go searching for the truth, if we watch the wrong things and listen to the wrong voices and read the worldly narratives so readily available to us, it can become extremely challenging to discover that truth, and we can find ourselves going down pathways that we should never go. We can find ourselves following things and getting fired up about things that we're just not meant to. I mean, I, I can speak for myself in this. I get so easily caught up in politics. You know, growing up, I didn't care about politics at all. Not one ounce. Not education, not politics. I was just all about sport. But it's funny, when I start to get really passionate about the things of the church and values and what my kids are going to grow up, and the more I've, I've wanted to know what is going on in the, in the politic world, and, and it can be so easy to get caught up. You're reading article after article, and suddenly yourself, you get a bit fired up. Anyone else get a bit a bit fired up at things. And there was one day not long ago in the lead up to the New Zealand election, I just found myself, I was just like, no, like there's something inside of me that was shifting and, and I was getting caught up in everything that was in the news articles and the debates and all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, no, this is, this is consuming me too much. And I had to turn off that voice and turn on his voice. And I remember like, I was driving in the car, and I was, I know this sounds really weird. This is what happens maybe the closer you get to 40, but I was listening to talk back. <laughs> wow, that's, you know, these things happen. But I was listening to talk back because I love to hear, like, what do people think outside of a church world? What, what are people talking about? What do they think about? And then I just got so fired up at how, you know, their thoughts and opinions, and I just had to literally turn it off. Something inside of me went, no, shut this off and turn on some worship music. And literally, the moment I did that, something shifted inside of that car, something shifted inside of me, and I stopped being distracted by the things of this world, and I got caught up in who my Jesus was, and I was realigned to His truths and, and His biblical word in my life, and man, it was a game changer. Some of us, we need to turn off the other voice and turn on His voice in our lives. I don't know what that voice is for you. I don't know what you're getting caught up, what rabbit hole you're going down on YouTube, but sometimes you just got to stop it, and you got to cut it off and turn on Jesus. You know, when we're looking for liberating truth, we need to look no further than our Savior Jesus. We just read out of the Scripture before that He is truth. And so if you're searching for it, go after Him. And He's the one. The Holy Spirit will give you the discernment to know what is just and right and true and what is not. That you'll hear something, you'll read something, and you'll know because it doesn't align with the Word of God or it does. And that is how we de determine our truth. And Jesus is our liberating truth. 
You see, the dictionary defines liberating as to set free, as from imprisonment or bondage. And truth is the quality of being true, genuine, actual, or factual. You see, Jesus has come that we may have life and life to the full. And in Jesus, we have the ability to leave our past in the dust, to leave our past behind. Galatians 5.1, it says, let me be clear. The anointed one, Jesus, has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Some of us today, we need to stubbornly refuse to go back to the things that once held us down, that once enslaved us, that once caged us. Because if you've discovered Jesus, you've discovered his liberating truth, come on, he set you free for a life of freedom. See, I don't know what's trying to pull you back. I don't know what's trying to draw you in. But if you're anything like me, something will. Something of your past will. An ex-girlfriend, an ex-behavior, an ex-pattern or a way of life, an ex-habit, something will come and try and pull you back to how you were once enslaved. And what's trying to keep you enslaved often can be the sins and the challenges of our past. But what I do know, that today in this building, Jesus is here. His presence is here. It may not be something you can actually physically see him standing, but you can sense it. You can, you can feel his presence in this room. And that the truth is here. If Jesus is here, the truth is here. Liberation, freedom is here. And if you're looking after freedom, if you're looking for freedom today, you don't have to look any further than the power and presence of our Savior that is in this room today. And if you're searching for purpose, for wholeness, for forgiveness, healing, wisdom, understanding, the truth, your freedom, you've got to search no further. You've got to search no further. You're not going to find it in an article. You're not going to find it in the result of an election. You'll find it in who Jesus is. See, John 8, 31 to 32. It says, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. And then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. You see, to know Jesus is to know the truth. And to know the truth allows us to know freedom. And the truth is liberating. The truth is liberating. I mean, Jesus freed me from so many things, and I'm so thankful for that. Anyone else thankful that Jesus has freed them today? That you don't struggle or go through some of the same things that you used to? The addictions, the, for me, the drug habits, the gossip, the lying, the manipulating. He's freed me. He's free. I mean, he could, he could free my son. That would be fantastic. My four-year-old. You know, I'm like, is that passed down generationally? Or do you just learn to tell little lies at preschool? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, bud, did you wet your pants? Nah. Or what's that on your pants? It's not wee. I'm like, what is it then? I spilt a cup of water on me. So I go to the cup. And I'm like, the cup's full, cuz. <laughs> you know. Jesus needs to free all of us. It doesn't matter how old we are. We've got to go through something that we leave in the past and leave behind us. <laughs> but I'm just so thankful that he freed me. Honestly, I'm, just, I'm honestly so thankful. Imagine bringing some of that bondage into, into being a parent or the way I do life or the way I do ministry. I am just so thankful. And I'm not perfect, trust me. Oh, the closer you get to me, the realize, you know, your realization, <laughs> he's not perfect. But I have a Jesus that is. So how do we embrace the reality that Jesus is liberating truth? And the first thing I think is this, is that we need to come clean. 
We need to come clean. Psalm 32.5, it says, Then I finally admitted to you all my sins, refusing to hide them any longer. I said, My life-giving God, I will openly acknowledge my evil actions. And you forgave me all at once. I love that. All at once, the guilt of my sin washed away and all my pain disappeared. For us to truly live in freedom, we have to acknowledge the state of our bondage, our restriction, or our imprisonment. Coming clean starts with accepting the truth about who we are and what we've done. How challenging is that? You know, you can, you can maybe get an understanding that Jesus is truth, but there's something about you coming to the truth about who you are. Not trying to sugarcoat your challenge, but actually getting to the reality where you, where you acknowledge and you accept this is where I'm at right now. This is my challenge. And God, I bring everything of me to you. And I love this. He said, you forgave me. All at once, the guilt left. Imagine that today. Whatever you're carrying, all at once, guilt gone. Sin gone. A fresh start, a clean slate. That is our Jesus. That is what our God does. But we've got to come clean. We've got to accept who we are and where we're at. It's being able to take an honest look at our lives. And that can sometimes be the very hardest thing. Is we often don't want to accept our failings. (laughs) Because none of us like to fail. None of us like to feel like we're a mistake. But you're not a mistake. We may make mistakes, but that doesn't make you a mistake. I think I lived for years thinking I was a mistake. Because I was born out of wedlock to a 19-year-old mum. And I thought, I'm a mistake. But the Bible says otherwise. The Bible says that he admitted me together in my mother's womb. There was a plan for my life. But sometimes we have to come clean with our mistakes. That we can be true with who we are. And it will be hard to embrace Jesus as our liberating truth. That we can't embrace where we're currently at. You see, a number of years ago, I had to come clean. You see, the early years of my marriage, I was still a broken young man going into marriage. Even when I was realized, if you're married in here, that you go into marriage and you're not perfect, you're st- you, there's some brokenness that <laughs> you've still got to work through. You know, sometimes I think it's, it's like God doesn't allow you to like, sort of get healing. You won't know that it's there until you go to that next phase of your life. It's like you're single and you think you're all awesome, and then you get a girlfriend or boyfriend, and then you're like, oh, snap, I got some new issues. <laughs> you know? And then you get engaged and you discover you've got some more issues. <laughs> and then you get married and you've got some more issues. And you become a parent and you've got some more issues. I don't know if I'll ever not have issues. <laughs> so I need a whole lot of tissues for my issues because there's plenty of them in every phase of life. <laughs> but a number of years ago, I had to come clean. And, you know, Pastor Scott Thornton, he's one of my amazing mentors in my life. And he's done so much work with me over the last, you know, 15 years or so. And, I think one of the hardest things I'll never forget it having to go home and, and he's like, you need to go and talk to your wife about this. <laughs> I was like, anybody else? You? Jesus, is that enough? And he's like, no, you've got to go and talk to your wife. And I was so afraid of her response. You know, I was so afraid that she would have seen, you know, the brokenness that she got married to. And there are realities that with that when you open up and you do share something with somebody like a, a leader, a mentor, a pastor, a spouse. And it can be so hard to see the freedom on the other side of that when, when all you see in front of you is the challenge that you've got to talk about. And, you know, I remember, I remember sitting with her and just going, babe, I'm so sorry, but in our first couple of years with marriage, I was still struggling with pornography. 
and I get emotional because that was tough. You know, this, this, the sin in my life was saying you're going to lose your marriage, she's going to walk out, you've ruined it, you've ruined your ministry life, you're never going to be anything, you're going to have to go back to what you were doing. All of this stuff was speaking so loudly internally. But I clung on to the word of God about forgiveness, and, and I had my amazing mentor, Scott, who, who was like, yeah, it's going to be okay. And her response was just to embrace me, <laughs> to hug me. And she did go, well, I didn't realize I married such a broken person. <laughs> but our marriage is better than ever, stronger than ever. And that's a landmark moment where things began to turn around. My heart began to open in a different way. And, and I only get so vulnerable with this today because in that moment, I bawled my eyes out. I mean, there was snot everywhere. You probably could have had a bucket under my nose to catch it all. And I couldn't even speak properly. But it needed to happen. You know, her, her grace-filled response, it was so freeing. But that's a human. Imagine Jesus' grace-filled response. <laughs> Who isn't clouded by thoughts or opinions or own brokenness. But when we come to him, God, that he freely forgives, but we've got to come clean. Sometimes it can feel so much easier to keep something locked away. You know, we talk ourselves into the fake reality that it's all good. It's not actually that big a deal. Anyone said that to themselves or just me? It's not that big a deal. Oh, it doesn't really affect me. Maybe it does. If it's causing you to have that conversation, if you've said any of those things to yourself, it's all good. It's not that big of a deal. It's not really affecting me. Maybe right now the Holy Spirit is saying, it's actually affecting you. It's actually a bigger deal than you think. You know the cool thing about that is that there's more freedom for you. There's another way to live. There's a freer way to live. Some of the challenges you've got could be lifted off simply by acknowledging the state of where you're at. See, for me, coming clean was a vital step on my journey to healing and continual healing. So what do you need to come clean with today? Maybe to a spouse, a parent, a mentor, a pastor. To Jesus, because at the end of the service, we're going to have an opportunity to come clean with Jesus. Maybe even after the service, we have a prayer team up the front. Maybe you just need to go and have someone pray for you and talk to you. Make the most of that. Don't go home. Don't think, I'll do it next week. I'll sort it out another day. No, today is the day. If you just said, I'll sort it out later, well, I'm just telling you now today, God's telling you to sort it out today. I couldn't count the number of times I've had to come to Jesus and be truthful in my confession about my life, like so many. And sometimes I honestly wonder, are you sick of this, Jesus? <laughs> are you sick of hearing about my problems, about my pain, about my hurt, about my mistakes? And he's not. He's a loving God. You know, I may not have understood the true love of a loving father here on earth, and, and because of that, I related that to who Jesus is. But he's, he's not in comparison to our human love. He's above that. He's greater than that. He's a love that will hold nothing against you. And I can't begin to tell you the number of times people over the years that I've caught up with, and after a Holy Spirit-led conversation, have confessed some of their personal inner battles. 
And you can literally see the weight of shame and guilt and condemnation lift off their shoulders. It's like you can see their eyes change. It's like life comes back to their eyes. I, honestly, sometimes I've sat there and gone, I can see something's shifted in your eyes. It's like a darkness, a cloud is lifted. And it's like, you know, if you could think about it, it's like they're hunched over and then they sort of confess what's going on. They just, it's like the whole posture changes. Simply, it's amazing to think that we're carrying weights and burdens that we're not meant to carry. Maybe you're in a posture as one of hunched over, a cloudiness, a darkness. Imagine today being, I'm free. When was the last time some of you felt? Maybe you've never felt that. Maybe today could be your day that you could feel that. And one of the biggest statements you hear all the time is, I wish I had done this sooner. I wish I had done this 20 years ago. I wish I had talked about this a long time ago. Don't let the devil rip any more of your days off by carrying the pain of what you're carrying. What a great day to come clean in the house of God, in the presence of God. And just not allow him to take any more hours or minutes of your time carrying the weight that you were never designed to carry. So the first thing, if we really need to embrace that Jesus is our liberating truth, we need to come clean. The second thing is this, we need to receive grace. We need to receive grace. Isaiah 1.8, it says, Though your sins stain you like scarlet, I will whiten them like bright new fallen snow. Even though they are deep, red like crimson, they will be made white like wool. You know, we weren't carry, uh, designed to carry the weight of sin. Those burdens weren't designed by God for our souls to live in bondage. We were created to live in His light, His glorious light, in communion with the King. 1 Peter 2.9, it says, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light, and now He claims you as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast His glorious wonders throughout the world. You know, the reality is we live in a fallen world and we find ourselves in dark places. I found myself in dark places and we will make mistakes and we won't get it all right. And if we did get it all right, if we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. But we do. Jesus is God's plan for our lives. Our salvation plan, our freedom plan. He is our liberating truth. We need him. And the Bible says in Romans 3, to 24, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. You know, spoiler alert, you're not perfect. You don't have it all together. Neither do I. I mean, turn to the person next to you and say right now, I'm not perfect. Turn to the other person say, you're not perfect. That was a bit louder on that one. That was a bit easier, right? <laughs> How much easier to tell someone else they're not perfect? Yeah, I mean, my wife does it to me all the time, but that's okay, that's humbling. We need Jesus. We need him. He is our liberating truth. His grace and truth liberates us from all sin, not some sin, but all. All. Come on, team, why don't you come out and join me? That'd be awesome. So we need to come clean, receive grace, and finally, we need to live free. 
We need to live free. John 8, 34 to 36, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. If the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Come on, church, it's time to live in freedom. It's time to live that Christ has set us free. He's afforded us our freedom through Christ. Is that very freedom that can speak volumes. I mean, to your neighbor, to your spouse, to your family, to your boss, your colleagues, your schoolmates, to those that follow you on social, social, social media, still going through puberty. That's okay. You see, if I was to live a day in your life, would I be living in freedom? If we were to swap places and I woke up in your shoes, would I have a day in freedom? Or would I have a day as a slave to my sin? You see, if Jesus truly is our liberating truth, then we have such an incredible life to live. (laughs) An incredible life. I mean, Galatians 5.1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom. He wants us to live free. That we are no longer slaves. Can I tell you some of the things that I'm no longer a slave to? I'm no longer a slave to sexual abuse, to depression, to anxiety, to suicidal thoughts, to insecurity, to fatherhood issues, to self-doubt, to substance abuse, to smoking, to manipulation, to sexual promiscuity, to pride, to fear. I'm no longer a slave to those, because I once was. And I'm no longer a slave to those things. I get to live free because of Jesus. Receiving His truth, His liberating truth. You see, reading a self-help book didn't free me. (laughs) A podcast didn't free me. Turning to the bottle, it didn't free me. Another girlfriend, it didn't free me. Jesus was the only one that could free me. That moment I had an encounter with His presence, with His love and His grace and His truth was the moment I became free. And that was the moment I opened my heart and I let Him in, embracing who Jesus is. I came clean. I received His grace. And now I get to live free. Jesus is, He's my liberating truth. You know, Jesus, He's our liberating truth. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.